Um, vamos, Rafa. 31 years old, 16th major title, Rafael Nadal won the U.S. Open. We were all talking about Hurricane Irma. How come nobody was talking about Hurricane Rafa bearing down from the deuce court, ready to wreak destruction on the other side of the net? And, uh, if I may, I want to take a moment here to acknowledge Rafa's class and elegance in his deferral of self-recognition in favor of recognizing the victims of the earthquake in Mexico and the victims of the hurricanes. I encourage every person, donate and volunteer if you can. I've personally seen what happens after these disasters, and whether you know it or not, your help is needed. Okay, on with the program. So, Rafa didn't necessarily have the world's toughest draw, a lot of people will say, right? And he didn't have to face Fed in the semis. But regardless of the ease or difficulty of his draw, his play was pretty elevated at this tournament. And really, Del Potro was always a black cloud hanging out there over that end of the bracket. Once he got into the 16s, I had a funny feeling he could take it. I mean, people have done it, right? Won the U.S. Open twice, years apart, and no other major title. One of my favorite guys, Patrick Rafter, did it. And playing Del Potro <laughs> must be like playing an oak tree. But of course I expected the Nadal-Federer semifinal. Uh, yet I'm not really surprised it didn't happen because that's the haunted match, right? Or the cursed match, isn't it? Fed and Rafa at the U.S. Open. There are zillions of stats regarding their meetings, including zillions within zillions of stats regarding the number of times the two have met, indicating that perhaps the most bizarre, random statistic of all is... Meetings at the U.S. Open? Zero. How the hell is that even possible? Anyway, it ended up being Rafa and Delpo in the semi, and Delpo just hits the court like kablam, bang, clash, like he's the bull, just knocking stuff all over the place, right? First set, and first set only to Delpo. In the final, Nadal would play Kevin Anderson of South Africa. Kevin Anderson... Welcome to the finals. So the final is between a guy who's six foot eight and Nadal. Rafa had to be thinking, what? I've got to play the Eiffel Tower again. I have to play another skyscraper. I think Anderson was really motivated on a point-by-point -point basis, but just didn't seem motivated overall to win the match. There was some positive self-talk and fist-pumping after winners or big serves, but once Rafa got, a, uh, got ahead, Anderson seemed to just kind of accept it, right? And how about Nadal repeatedly demonstrating serve and volley brilliance? How entertaining was that? And he was hitting backhands like baseball swings from behind the baseline. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Wristband, wristband, nose, and shorts. Rafa is as strict with this stuff as the most devout Catholic is with religious ritual, and it was on full display tonight, like a documentary about OCD. It was like he was performing close-up magic without the props. And his athleticism was so on display. How many times did Nadal get airborne during this final? It was like watching a horse run. I kept trying to convince myself that no part of him was touching the ground, right? The one-handed stretch backhands out wide were knockouts in this match. Rafa turned his back and got on him like a roided-up squirrel. 
That shot is really just unbelievable. I won't say he makes it look easy. Every time I ever see him do it, I think about how hard it would be, right? There totally needs to be an Air Rafa symbol, like of him airborne on the follow-through for a serve or after one of those supreme flying volleys at the net. Come on, Nike, I suggested it. Let's get this thing going. Email me. Vamos, Rafa. Sloan, even Stevens. I admit it. I did not see this coming. Not even when she beat Venus. I should probably feel foolish. I've seen some big players and big events coming and called them in advance, but I slept on this. A few years have passed since I saw Stevens play more than, you know, just a very occasional match. Um, after Venus went out, I more or less expected Madison to win. I really hope that she enjoys the success, the recognition, and the money that will come along with this appearance in the final. We could see her in it again next year. Um, I really think nerves got her in the finals. Sloan was affected too, but I think once Sloan took the lead firmly, the spotlight wilted Madison a little bit. And I understand. Anyone who has ever competed at anything probably does. Uh, he's just played a great tournament, though. Late in the first set, something was bothering me. Something didn't seem right. The match seemed too smooth, I guess is the word. It seemed to flow too easily. I was missing something. And then the commentators provided it to me. Sloane Stevens had zero errors. Wow. Madison <laughs> did hit a great punch volley right after they said that, but the information would resonate throughout the match. I have to say the girls really seemed to grasp the strangeness of the moment and the statistical anomaly which they had created and to handle it with humility. They were right. At the Australian Open, you could have gotten someone to take a million dollars on this in a heartbeat. Maybe one day Sloan will get even with Serena Williams for that nasty message that Serena had for her after the upset in Australia. Maybe. I don't know if we'll continue to see Sloan at the top, but I certainly hope we do. During the final, I observed how fit she is. The girl is kind of a specimen. I hope she maintains that level of fitness, continues to develop her athleticism and game, and starts gathering up trophies. Madison, too. And I want to mention that none of us should fail to take note of the remarkable run that Venus Williams made. Watching her develop from an almost goofy kid to this grand ambassador of the game has been a privilege. 2017 U.S. Open Finals. That's a wrap. Out. Email me, triplebreakpoint at outlook.com.